let me tell you this. Green Bay is a great town for football. No one is perfect. Uh, nobody can be perfect. But by striving for absolute perfection, you raise yourself notches above what you may have been content to be. Who's our head ref today? Tony Correcti. This is his rookie year. Oh, we're going to give him some This is the Four Man's Packers Podcast, coming from B2B Data Guy Studios with your hosts, Spencer Sismanowitz and Kyle Turkowski. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm your host, Spencer, joined with Kyle. Kyle. Hello. And the Packers, guess what? They did it again. They won 31-24 in Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. 7-1, baby. No Patrick Mahomes, no problem. I, obviously, going into halftime, I'm sure everyone felt really good about the game when everything started to fall apart a little yeah, bit in that. Yeah, second quarter was, oof. In that second quarter. But this, te- uh, this team, I mean, it's just turned into that. It's There's a special aura building up around this team. I don't yes. know. I, I don't want to get too, like, Disney or, like, a middle school fan mm-hmm. where everything just seems so great. No, but it's ahead. just, well, God, I didn't even want to get into it this early. It's like... Even it's the success and it's the joy that everyone seems to have hanging out with each other. And it's like we have the perfect mix of characters. Mm. You know, we've we've always known Jamal Williams has been a character Mm. guy, but he's it's like he's one of those glue guys now. We have Mercedes Lewis, who's a you know veteran tight end, never accomplished much of anything in the league, and now it's like okay, he's this guy just grinding out here, hoping to get that ring. You have Jimmy Graham, who's an overpaid guy, yes, and he's once again he's just out there hoping that he can be part of a team that's going to finally fucking win a Super Bowl for him. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, chip on his shoulder. The the entire defense. I love the story from the Smith brothers who are, you know, they were just guys last year. They signed these big deals. You wonder what's going to happen. And now they turn into captains and they're kind of pushing. Culture changers. Yes, exactly. Pushing the culture change in the defense. And that's moved over into the entire locker room. So that's... Just throwing that out there right away. I don't know if you have similar thoughts to that. No, yeah, I mirror everything. Um, this feels like our 114th victory Tuesday already. Uh-huh. Uh, don't want to take these for granted, but 7-1, um, and one, yeah. And the schedule looks pretty friendly going forward, yeah. too. So, like you said um, earlier... To, to, in order to go thirteen and three, you got to lose three games. But yeah, man, I mean, those—I don't know where those other two are going to come from. Exactly. I said that week one, and I going into the season two, our, our predictions. I think I had us at ten and six. You eleven and five, maybe probably 12. fourteen and two, maybe sixteen and zero. Yeah, and now it's look because I always want to temper expectations going into the season, just so you, you do. don't get broken. Mm-hmm. But now it's looking more and more like oh, it's tough it's tough to find a loss and especially well like like the divisional it, games at the end i mean yeah that there's probably gonna sneak one in there somewhere yeah. but um other than that man it gets it gets pretty friendly it is it is getting to that point but i'll say what aaron said after the game last week not against the chiefs but the one beforehand um we don't talk about seeding until we got 10 wins he said that's what mike would always say Interesting. At the press conference. I'm like, yep, that. he's abs- absolutely right. That's and a great rule of thumb. For how much success the Packers have had over the years, we've only, I I think, with Favre once in t- 2007, and then when we were 15-1, and one, I feel like those were the only years where we had a first-round bye, it seemed like. But right into the game, a bit more of an intro there. Aaron Rodgers, it just, it's piling Keeps on. Going. It's been, this is five Keep weeks, I think, going. in a row, at least for me, where I've decided this is... 
Hello, this is Aaron Rodgers. That we know and love. Just a magician. He had multiple plays on, on Sunday, mean, too. God, that, I mean... It started with the Kumaro one, where you follow uh, the ball. They have that... I don't know how accurate that is, but they have that, like, ball tracker almost that they yeah. have in golf. And at the end, it just... Whoop, it tailed, yeah. Tails right I think the, in. I think it was a pretty windy game. So it maybe was. that had it, they, a they factor were on it. But, yeah, like, if you looked at that camera angle that they showed and the, the tracker on it, it looked like it, like whipped or curved it was very yeah. bizarre yeah and it landed right in his basket like what, what's that movie with the bullets that curve wanted wanted right? yeah Wasted. sure Wasted. shooter no. i never watch it i just it's know the w the, word i just know the jokes mm-hmm. uh we'll just continue with this um jason wallers he's been putting some great tweets out there he's one of the pr guys for the packers in the month of october the packers ranked number two in the nfl in points per game number four in yards per play and number six in yards per game and number 17 hasn't even suited up. Yeah, it, it's it's weird how wow. we've been able to continue this, continue this success without the number one target. And when he was playing, we were struggling. And it someone someone also said that, and it's a great way to put it, that, I mean, 17 going down, of course, isn't a blessing by any means. But it turned into a blessing because well, it, it really made Rodgers gel and get chemistry with these guys well, and i think it's really shown you you say that but that that's exactly what tom silverstein was kind of saying on his podcast last week that we were giving him shit for he he said it in a much more negative light where mm. you, you know we're saying wow we found a way to win without Devonte adams and tom presented it as well now that rogers doesn't have this bias oh yeah See, into, you know yeah, what i mean that's but mm. not wrong either way um Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't know what there's there's and I swear to God he has these plays. I said it before with the pump fake. You know, it feels like you, you're just going back in time every time he does. It looks exactly the same. All his runs, he, running out of the pocket, it's no, 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 yes, 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 yeah. slide, slide, slide. Yeah. Every single time, it's just God. Okay, we got the first down. Okay, don't die, yeah. don't fall apart because I just feel like you're gonna see him get annihilated. We've seen that movie like three or four times. Not, not exactly. And the what season you're has for. ended all three or four of those times. Yeah. Um, but that throw to Jamal Williams, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. And usually I'm really, really bad about being like a prisoner of the moment and saying, oh my god, that's the best throw I've ever seen. But in that moment, I was like, holy shit, that's a crazy throw. But yeah. I didn't really think, you know, oh, that's one of the best throws I've ever seen. I agree. The more I watched it, though, the more I think, holy shit, that's one of his best throws well, ever. It was one of those plays, too, where I'm sure most of the people, I mean, it was Al Michaels as well. You see Rogers throw it, and I'm like, oh, he's throwing it away. And or then it's like it didn't register. You know, it took a full, you see Jamal, like, dancing, and I'm like, no, that wasn't a touchdown. That was just a throw frozen. Away. Yeah, like that. No, that did not just happen. No way. It's in Rogers' plays. I feel like the the magical Rogers plays of the past have always been like these bootlegs deep to Jordy. You know, these huge, huge plays. Mm. And this year, it has been like we've kind of talked about these little like point guard, shortstop type plays. Taking where, a shot. Yeah. Where it's like you know within twenty five yards or so, and it's just these little these little daggers that he's got up his sleeve every game. It seems like right. And if you are one of those guys who on that play thinks, oh, he was just throwing it up to Jimmy, take the dump out of your pants. You are a loser. Well, like, if you look at it from the all-22 angle, Jamal is pretty clear in Rogers' line of vision. So I think it if Rogers says that he saw someone behind Jimmy, which he did, mm-hmm. then you just right. you can't sit here and 
and say, and this is probably non-Packer fans who are trying to discredit it, but I just wanted yeah. to, to get that off quick. Yeah, it was it was one of those plays, because I assume you're, you're talking about the post-game press conference too, where Rodgers said that he, he because they asked, it was one of the first questions they asked, were you actually throwing to Jimmy Graham? And he said, well, I, he saw Jimmy, but he saw someone behind him as well, so he just put a little bit more air under it to see what would happen. It's like Give, it a, give him a chance. Yes, and me, uh, a former uh, three-time UWS flag football quarterback, champion whoa yeah i i know you guys probably didn't know that that you've been hearing such an athletic specimen but playing quarterback it's what it's one of those things too where he he mentions mentions it like that and it's like so quick too i can't imagine running out like that and it's like all right jimmy's there all right someone might be behind him and having yeah three 300 pound linemen in your face like that it's just insane still getting that ball off um and post game too i swear these it's like every week there's like 10 more gray gray hairs in that beard yeah. <laughs> you know it's just getting up there too another thing i noticed um most most quarterbacks or backup quarterbacks you see it but god tim boyle is the shadow of all shadows with with aaron Rodgers. every time on the sideline you see aaron tim boyle's there <laughs> every time you see lafleur he's right in his ear too post game even in the post game things with the locker room stuff tim boyle is always right next to aaron Rodgers. i guess i never noticed that but i love it i mean I'd rather have it that way than the exact yeah. opposite because, you know, he's probably always trying to learn something, always trying to get something out of yes. out of because he, otherwise he's just, you know, wasted space. Yeah, and we saw Kaiser. I mean, Kaiser would do it too, but it's just it, this week especially, I was like, man, he's just always in the ear, and why, why wouldn't you if you're in right. that position? Uh, moving on. Uh, oh, well, I guess we can. Honestly, uh, I was, I, we, we should actually just talk about Aaron Rodgers for an hour. I'm good with that. Yeah, well, I guess we uh, – the he – you know, three weeks ago we mentioned, hey, maybe now he's gonna be in that MVP conversation, and now in Vegas, according he's the, to Vegas, he's yeah. the front runner. Front runner, yep. It's kind of one of those things where I think you can go into the year, and if the Packers have a winning record, he's going to be in the mix. Correct. And now with this game, you know, the fourth one Past in a row, two games, yeah, yeah, it's just he, he's because he's overtaken Russell Wilson, and I mean Deshaun Watson was up there before, but. We don't even have well, to get and a couple that. other things. Um, he did what? Well, kind of because he had to. He he did what I love most is get out of the pocket and make a lot of plays on the run because mm-hmm. Spagnola was really sending him. He he was blitzing like crazy. Yeah, we can uh let, we can just get right into the offensive line. Brian Balaga first allowed sack of the season mm-hmm. finally finally happened. He allowed three pressures too, which is the most for him on the season. And he had to. He was having a having an. I think he's in in jeopardy to play next week because he's got a figure something out with his finger yeah like i saw that too splint it up because light speaking of light came in and considering the circumstances played extremely he played, well yeah he had to pop he's... out to left tackle he had to pop over to right tackle um yeah balaga the, i mean there this is an nfl team you'd think like a splint would be a pretty it was weird simple fix yeah because they were something talking they've about that. done before but yeah it, it seemed like it took a while but he got back in there and um, I think it was just the one sack that he let up other than yep. that great game. Yep, uh, but overall, I felt like after the last couple of weeks, it seems like Rodgers had all the time in the world to throw on this week. It was absolutely not that. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy- Which is so weird because they were missing Chris Jones, who's right. a great interior pass rusher, and Frank Clark, who's another great, who they paid a bunch yes. of money to in the offseason who was missing as well yeah it's it's tough too because you know we we wanted to use this game as a measuring stick and we obviously still can you want Mahomes to be out there and all those mm. other guys but it's like well we kind of eke this one out against a kind of 
Chiefs minus roster. Yeah, you know, but, and that's I was thinking that too. Like, yes, this would have been a perfect barometer to really see where they're at and how mm-hmm. they how they stack up against a true contender. And it sucks Mahomes wasn't there, but it really it really did make me realize how talented this Chiefs roster is. That their weapons on offense the was speed. making it so easy for Matt Moore. Yeah. Andy Reid schemed up a schemed up a great game. It's it's weird how, you know, we talk about all the older coaches in the league, but Andy Reid is just always and he you know, he's not a vocal coach. All these other guys who last forever, like you see them speaking all the time and Andy Reid's just like the silent little guy in the back and he's just always got a good offense. And always, yeah, it's always, it's always has changing. His mustache over his mouth. It's honest. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen his mouth <laughs> the mouth walrus. Move. It's yeah. very impressive. Uh moving on to the backs, another great game. Aaron Incredible. Jones is just and this is the game too. It you know it was Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams again. But for me, I coming away with this game too. I'm like Jamal Williams is like one of my favorite players on the Packers. He has really turned into that because, like you said, he's a glue guy who everybody loves and can and can rally around because he's he brings energy. He brings just a goofy know, dude pizzazz and yeah, he's just so goofy and just it's infectious what he brings. Mm. And I think Aaron Jones feeds off of that, and they're not really egotistical and they're not yep. you know um they like when the other player gets their touches yeah i mean they're they're good buddies since they got drafted i remember uh after their rookie year because they were oh they were the same draft class yeah they were uh fourth and fifth round picks um i remember during like the super bowl coverage they were it must have been minneapolis um doing interviews together like they both flew to minneapolis just to talk like football and they were doing like interviews kind of together for oh, the damn. most part yeah Very but cute yeah, so cute. Um, but in like the the halfback, the uh, the screenplay from Jones, it's it's these plays the last few weeks that he's been involved in. It was MVS where he was blocking last week, mm-hmm. and this screen now where it's these just little bullshit plays that look like nothing, and all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, I guess he is going to score. Mm-hmm. Huh? Well, and on the first on Aaron Jones' first touchdown, mm-hmm. that first of all that play design was absolutely beautiful. It was Jamal Williams in the backfield, it was shotgun. Jones lined up on the right, or no, I think he lined up on the left, and then he motioned right, and then he motioned back left, and then the ball was snapped, and he came back, and they did that little shuffle pass, mm, oh, and yeah. Jamal Williams had a great block to lead him into the end zone. I'm, I'm wondering this, I, I thought about mentioning this when we were talking about Rodgers, the last four weeks, I wonder if part of it, because say whatever you want about Rodgers, he's bought into the system more over the past month. Um I wonder if, you know, they had a sit-down meeting, Matt and, and Rogers, and Matt was like, okay, if you buy into the system, I'll give you 10 touchdowns this year where you just Do throw nothing. it two yards in front of <laughs> yeah. you. You know, because now we've seen it the last few weeks. It's like Rogers has three touchdowns yeah. that are probably combined three yards of airtime, you know? Mm-hmm. Very, very easy game for him. Well, he kind of got, and this is... He kind of got robbed. I think we'll we'll get to that, but yeah. Lazard got robbed. Anyways, and another thing I liked was on the screens that w- they were running, I think the receivers and the tight ends or backs involved did a great job of not getting the OPI called mm. of where they're engaging on the blocks before oh, it's either sure. caught or thrown because the NFL and the refs have been very – have have become That's very so – um, very strict on that yes. lately, and so a lot of those screens were close, but they did a great job of, of holding off and blocking at the right time. Yeah, there was and there was a few things. This game too, it's like every time Aaron Jones got the ball, I was 
not like standing up clapping, but close to where I'm like, he's in the backfield and you can just tell he's getting at least five yards. Mm -hmm. You know, the holes just a walking positive play. Yeah. And I thought uh, the last play of the game was a perfect summary of um, the running back position as well, where as I'm sure most people have heard post game, Matt LaFleur said that he, and you could see it on camera too. He looked to Rogers on the third and five play, you know, around two minutes left. Let's win it. Yep. Oh, has has goosebumps. Aaron Jones lined up wide and they just throw it to him. Easy it. pitch and catch. But right in front of the running back coach Ben Sermons, who I don't think we've talked about on the podcast. He's another one. It's it's really um, our defensive line coach Jerry Montgomery. James Campen was a great offensive line coach for us in the past. He's with the Browns now. But Ben Sermons is another great positional guy. Where I mean, he's had these perfect little pieces of clay the last few mm. years in Jamal and Aaron Jones and they've just right out of the gate they've they've been pretty good players and you look at the Hell improvement yeah. that Aaron Jones has shown not only as a pass catcher but as a pass blocker mm. you know it was a struggle for him early in his career for the pass blocking that. and now he's he's one legit, of the best pass blocking backs in the it's league it's a legit strength yeah now. yeah um and well you said the last play is the perfect summation of the backs and i and i agree but that first play on that drive was incredible too where because the uh they punted it on on fourth and three never got the ball back but they punted it to our whatever two or one yard line Mm -hmm. and they handed off to aaron jones and if you look at someone you can probably find the clip online somewhere but if you look at the all 22 from the angle from behind the Mm -hmm. line when jones gets the ball and goes through the hole the hole is literally closing as he is in it. Yeah. So if he is even one-eighth of a second slower, that gets either stuffed for no yep. game or a safety. And so it was just insane. He was able to just slide in there yep. and pick up six yards. And I, I love... Give us breathing room. I love those plays. Too. One, it's... you. Know, he's a back that you don't need to give him much for him to at least get a yard or two. But on top of that, once again, last year people... Gave McCarthy so much shit for running the ball at the goal line against the Rams where he got stuffed and we had the safety. But I mean, Aaron Donald, Jesus. But at the same time, Aaron Jones, you know, he's leading the, yeah. the league in yards per carry and people were pissed that he decided to run the ball, you know, at the goal line. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, here's a fun little tidbit from this game, too. This game featured a <sighs> Dexter Williams, Jamal Williams, Tim Williams, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, Damian Williams. <laughs> Was that seven? A lot of Williams in this game, and a lot of D Williams, too. Very, very fun. Going back to Aaron Jones, I just love how he is able to run through the tackles, and he's so, he's like just almost got a little Le'Veon Bell in him, with, where he's so patient. He And you when he puts his hand on the offensive lineman's back and mm-hmm. is kind of just waiting, waiting, and then hits the hole, but he also, he always seems to break it outside at the right times, too, where he doesn't yep. have the James Stark syndrome, where he's only breaking it outside. Yeah. I just, I can't say enough nice things about Aaron Jones. Well, when I think of Aaron Jones, I think of a guy running fast, almost kind of falling forward, and his hands out, getting ready to brace himself from either the defender or the ground to try to yes. keep going. You know, he's just one of those backs. And in the open field, he runs like like he's playing flag football. It looks like, he like when, he's, when he's at top flight, like not when he's like in between tackles or like trying to shed tackles, but when he's top flight, it looks like he's like playing flag football trying to avoid his flag getting mm-hmm. stolen because his head is like tilted yeah, backwards and his chest is puffed to where he's that's like true yeah he's like dodging i don't know that's just something. no you're else. right he definitely is like a forward 
like head and chest is forward than everything else on yeah. his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing on with the receivers, it's another one. I've I thought of this this week. The receivers without Devonte Adams, you you are aware of music, I'm sure, Kyle. Correct. Yeah, I've heard of music before. Okay. Have you heard of the band Pink Floyd? Mm-hmm. Would you say, you know, not a fan of rock and roll, whatever? Pink Floyd is a good band. Sure. I mean, I don't. One, of, never... one of the most famous classic rock bands yes. of all time. Mm-hmm. Can you name anyone in the band Pink Floyd? No. No, no I can't. Most most people most people can't. There's like Roger Waters and some other guy. Roger well. Waters. Yeah. That's what this receiving core is without Devontae Adams. You know, a lot That's of great. guys, no real names, but they get the job done. And I, you, you look at it, we've like talked it. about the last the last month, we've been moving it through the air through a bunch of no names. You know, we got a fucking guy named Lazard is looking like to be one of our the better emerging receivers. As, yeah, like a legit number two, maybe. Yeah, we can keep talking about that. I, I mentioned this to you earlier in the week as well. He is, uh, it's kind of like Anquan Bolden. Obviously not Ooh. the same body type and all that, but... We're using him like a Skill running back set. that catches the ball, you know, just a receiver. Because these screenplays, I love with them. In the past, it's been MVS, and I do like MVS. He's got that speed, but he isn't that physical guy that's good for a screen. You know, he's not going to get those he, extra few. He kind of pitter-patters a little bit, and he's a little hesitant. But yes. Lazard is just head down but and go. St- sticks his foot in the ground and just takes off, follows his blocks. Great. Love that. Love that out of him. MVS, he didn't have a very good game. I, I'm not sure what his snap counts were, but he did have that huge third down pickup at least the one catch he had was that was the only catch he had yeah but he it was but it was targets. big that's just oh man that's i mean again We're moving guys in and is, out so much he, and he is probably like we've said probably getting the number one treatment mm-hmm. um but man two targets you yeah. can't yeah. i don't know kumaro good game uh i know he graded out very Huge very well for catch. pro football focus he was like the eighth overall receiver for the week wow yeah, I'm not sure exactly all that. Two catches for 48 yards, but again, exactly that, that third down catch on that on that yeah. first drive was. was and like I say, with with these snaps, I mean, it's just a rotation with all these guys up mm-hmm. top. Well, and actually, now that his second catch where he Rogers kind of floated up and he went in big body on yeah. that CB was right in his grill. It, he he makes plays where you you're watching him and you're like, how how do they not how are they not able to stop him on this? You know, because right. nothing he does is crazy flashy, but yeah. it's it's like he just doesn't really fuck up all mm-hmm. that often. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, he doesn't drop the ball. He just doesn't drop the ball. That catch was so pretty. He's just a big old and bear. I, I know probably a lot of people have thought this, but it looked very similar to that. I mean, obviously the circumstances and the the weight of the catch are not the same, but that Jared Cook against mm. the Cowboys oh, yeah, on the I saw those screenshots where as well. he's literally like Michael Jackson on his toes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Graham, he had a huge third down pickup where he ran, or I'm not sure if it was third down, but he had a catch and run. Yes. Where he actually it ran was over a, third a guy. Down. It was. Yes. Yeah, because that, that was big. And it's like, thank you. This is what we're looking for. Yes. I think that at least we're getting some of that fault, uh, value back here. And But Jimmy, God, that fucking play at the end too. Like when we're kneeling at the end, what are you doing, man? Yeah. We're, finally, we're finally coming coming to your side and then you're doing this stupid shit. It's but like, like don't. at the same time, it's, it's really not because the refs – I mean, just trying to insert themselves like like usual. Like it was, I mean, you saw it, right? Mm-hmm. What the what the question was about? It was, I mean, the ball was snapped. He ran up to him because he was probably just a but little peeved. I get it, but I mean, they're fucking hyped up on adrenaline and and pissed off. I so I whatever. and I get Jimmy's side too, but it's just the refs being old man yells at Cloud. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know what else there is to say about the offense. It was. A, 
great game. Great first quarter. Like, I mean, we've how many? I mean, this is this great first quarter and then fade in the second quarter. We yep. did that against the Vikings, against yep. the Eagles, against the Cowboys, now against the Chiefs. It's just if we can put together, you know, three quarters of all gas, no fucking breaks, mm-hmm. and then sort of be up by three possessions in the fourth quarter, this team sky's the limit. Yeah, it's and it was a great game. Every everyone nationally just loved watching this game. And with that we'll have a quick message from B2B Data Guy. Hello, American football fans. Are you trying to score more clients? Well, now it is time to kick off a new email campaign. At B2B Data Guy, we pass your message to qualified receivers. We'd love to sit down and talk to you about how we can field your goals. We make sure your emails aren't intercepted by spam filters. Your emails won't get flagged for unnecessary sending. There's no market we can't tackle. We've never punted on a customer. We think we're a pretty fair catch. There's no way we won't insert football pun. With our message to the right audience, it's easy to touch down with qualified leads. Visit b2bdataguide.com today. And we're back with the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what to say. These games, it's like they're slowly, slowly declining. This one was all right, but you never feel great about a close game against Matt Moore. Mm. But at the same time, I think we did an okay job of slowing down Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Kelsey had a there was a couple big blow up plays, but um they did enough. It's fuck the bend Ben don't break. Don't break. Even watching watching the Chiefs of the first series, they marched right down and then it's, it's like the you get the one th- the, you get the one series, and they just stop him, force him. It's like, okay, this is it, and then it's the field goal. It's just yeah, the bend don't was, break every single drive. It seems I think, like. yeah, I think there was a couple series where they, yeah, chunk plays all the kind of march all the way down to that 30, 40 yard line, mm-hmm. and then a sack to yep. take him out. Yep, it happened a couple times. Yep. Speaking of sacks, uh, Zadarius Williams fu- or Zadarius Williams. Williams. All the Williams are still in my head. Zadarius <laughs> uh, Smith with the sack. He had four pressures in the game as well. He has eight sacks on the season. But the what did you think of the sack dance? There was there was a bit of a build up to it, and I saw I, f- I think her name's Sarah. I don't even I don't follow her, but she had uh, the same kind of thought where Zadarius does that dance, and I think it's the Pennywise dance from it. Oh, because I because wasn't it supposed to be Halloween? Halloween yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, and then I thought it was like a Fortnite thing because I it know looked, that's one of the. It looked like a mix of the two almost. Yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't. I. I didn't, he looked he looked happy doing it. Yeah, so. yeah. But um, what I was getting at with the with uh, the similar tweet was, we heard about it last week how there was yeah, back and yeah, forth that they were going to be able to do a sack dance in this big thing. But well, it, but Zedarius said that he talked to Matt beforehand and showed him the dance in the hallway. And my first thought <laughs> when thought he did that, it, I'm just like, <laughs> just Matt standing in the hallway. Zedarius, right, hey, got? what do you think of this? <laughs> you know, and that is a great visual. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. But the. The defense still just doing enough. Zadarius and Preston, they they get hurt and come back. You you know you see you see them get hurt and it's like, I just assume they're gonna be back in the next years and that's what that's I what it's been. I do not appreciate or like when like people are like, oh get up and it's just like these are grown men that are ex- like this some of human creation's strongest beings. I suppose they're flying around knocking each other if something serious happens who can knows like let them figure out if it's serious or not i do like you are not capable of anything they are they are doing so stop 
complaining like you are. Yeah. Sorry, but it's just it makes me mad when people are drinking we'll see, beer on well, their couch thinking they're well, holier we'll, than that. We'll see the rest of the year how many more times they go down and they they stay in the game. I hey, I'm not I'm not complaining. I love that they come back, Sounds but like sometimes complaint. it's like, hey, maybe maybe just hustle off the side of the field and we can get the game going. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, the sack dance was whatever. Kevin Kevin King and the secondary as a whole tackling is a problem. Well, oh god, that is a big problem. Yeah, Kevin Kevin King. He'll have some plays where he has a great like uh, like a wide receiver screen or a halfback he's toss right on their hip. where he's right on there and he blows it up. And then if it's for some reason it's if if a receiver's catching it and it's one on one, he really struggles to just set just, set himself and tackle the he'll guy. Just I don't, launch himself. I don't know what and, it is with his arms and it, it's very ineffective. And Jair, he's kind of the same way. Um, he had a decent game. As well, I mean, he was always around the ball at least. But, I mean, Savage missed a few tackles mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of an obviously. I mean, Kelsey's no easy task, but right. still. You get your hands wrapped around him, should take him down. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where I think the Packers are ranked 27th for uh, missed tackles or tackling, at least for pro football focus. And a team Oof. like the Minnesota Vikings are number one. You know, and that's kind of one of those things. These good defenses are great tackling mm-hmm. teams, and that's kind of one of the things that, through the last you know fifteen years, or at least with this three-four defense, it's explosive plays, but the tackling always is suspect. It yep. seems, and it's always good defenses, but never great defenses. Yep. And yeah, Petten was putting them in great positions to make the plays, but a lot of their big chunk plays came when yeah, broken tackles. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, one play comes to mind where it was like a. Nicole Hardman screen mm. and it was perfectly covered but he shook two guys that were in great position to make the tackle and, and brought it to the red zone yep and speaking of Patton um I don't really understand like I know rushing four has been pretty successful this year but it was it was struggling on Sunday night so I don't yep. know why he didn't dial up more blitzes yeah I don't know you because Matt Moore was kind of yeah. sitting back there and, and picking us apart a little bit. Because if you're going to just rush four, you would think you would, you know, cover them a little tighter. And But it seemed like a lot of their completions were from very soft coverage. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where with, with Petten's game plans, you can't really judge it at halftime. You know, you have mm. to go through the entire game because he really is playing chess and not checkers. Where, like we've said before, it's... The bend don't break, but it's given up this little little shit, and he knows that Rodgers is going to produce on offense. Yep. So as long, you know, and maybe, maybe that is, maybe you, 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 you're you setting them up for the blitzes. You know, you're just waiting, 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 and then he said in the second half, and that's, but you, you get what I'm saying. I'm, I'm And I'm really glad you said that about you can't judge it from the first half because um, this is courtesy of, of one of our all-time favorite uh, people involved with the Packers, Peter Bukowski. Um <laughs> In Chiefs in the second half, second half had 25 plays, 110 yards, 4.4 yards per play, a turnover, and only seven points. So giving up 24 yep. points total, but only seven in the second half. Like you said, that's a great. It's a testament to Patton on his second on his ability to make adjustments and and um, not break in the yeah. second half. It's it's one of those things where you know we're so optimistic with this team right now, and for how how great everything feels, uh, the odds. Um, however you calculate it, they're like, okay, the Packers have a six percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. You worry with you worry with this defense because it's what we've seen in the past where we're consistently getting the turnovers and 
for how much we do bend and give up these big plays, when we need a stop, we always get a stop, it seems like, this year. And you really wonder if that's going to continue because how in the playoffs, all you need is one one game of that happening, and you know we're going to have to win three games straight. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be able to do that for three games straight and not let one of those happen against much better teams than we've played in so very, far? Very, very tough NFC. Yeah. Um, yeah. They in the first half they were really struggling on third down. It felt like they could not get off yes. the field at all. Oh, that's I um, I had that too. It, it, the second half was completely different, but the first half it was like third down. They've got it. Third and seven. Third Man. and ten. Third and twelve. I think they converted all all three of those yard yep. lengths. But again, bend, do not break. Yeah. Uh, it, I think we can wrap up the defense with these two plays from lesser-known guys. We've yes. brought one of them up before. Yes. The Tyler Lancaster force fumble and the Sullivan. Shannon Sullivan. Third down breakup I mean, on that's arguably, Kelsey. Arguably the play of the game because that was third and three at that point. They're at, I think, their own 40 or 45. Mm-hmm. That forces that punt. And I call him Candy Reed because him Ooh. punting and not getting the ball back was sweet. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. That is that is the reference we're looking for. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's and Sullivan. He's. I. I was really, really looking forward to Tony Brown this year because I felt like he played pretty well. Is he active? Yeah. He's he's active and he's. Well, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was active this week. But Sullivan. I don't think ju- I've seen him on the field at all. Yeah, he's a good special teams guy. But Sullivan's kind of stepped in, and every week he's looking a little bit better too. Yeah, Sullivan again. I mean, you can make a case that's the play of the game. The be- the best tight end in the league, I would say right now, mm-hmm. and he matched mm-hmm. up. Or Georgie, yeah, but what you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah. and then of course, and then like we said at first, Tyler Lancaster. We've talked up the coaching before, but it's you know all, what a play. You see Shady McCake, Shady McCake, Shady McCoy <laughs> carry the ball like this his entire career. Like it was a birthday cake. Yeah, nice. ooh, that, yeah, that's what I, that's why I did it. <laughs> and it's like Lancaster just boop, yep. just a little tap, and that's and then, all. It and needed. then he he laid down, and then it just fell. He was Rolled. like, oh, hello, football. Yeah, if you haven't seen that replay, and what you could, it was one of those that you could see live too. Where kind of like what I've said earlier in the year or earlier in the podcast as well, where it's just things feel special. That ball just fucking rolled to the him. The oblong it's, ball is just bouncing it's our like way. Angels in the outfield or something. Yeah. Just I feel like he was like sitting on his ass like a kindergartner. Like just for it. And then it just roll like it's rolling the ball back and forth like in Rugrats or yep. something. Yep. And um, hopefully now with uh, with Shep getting cut and Bayless getting cut. Um, Ibrahim is coming back. Yeah, that's a good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we. I don't think we talked about special teams last week, but we should again here. Shepard. Yeah, I, we said a couple weeks ago, or obviously when he had the really bad game, it's like okay, I wouldn't cut him. He did get cut today. It was after after two games of still subpar play. It's like this guy really isn't giving you anything. You throw him on the practice squad. All of his all of his punts have been. Very shaky. He's been like off. It felt like all of his fair catches were just off footing. Yeah, like he was like stumbling and and off balance. And then, like we said, the letting that last punt roll to the two was the dagger in his. Yeah, it, it sucks because he he was such a feel. He was a great feel good story mm-hmm. during all training camp. I mean, everyone, most people during training camp, it was Shepard over Lazard and even. Even I actually think I was in that camp. Oh, yeah, I was too. L- Lazard, for how great he's been, it's like, okay, we hear about these big-bodied receivers all the time, and they never actually work out. We cut him. No one's going to pick this guy up. He's yep. going to be no one. But now he's produced so well from the team. It's like, okay, well, shit, I guess I was wrong. Uh, J.K. Scott, probably his worst game of the year. 
a couple a couple that go out, you know that they, they go out and they're like come on no stop running ref stop running no <laughs> fuck. okay it was 25 just, yards or whatever I mean, it's not like he has an op cuz he's just set the set the bar so high that yeah, yeah that that's definitely part of it game. and at least he hasn't screwed us in the fourth quarter there right. hasn't been one of those yet yeah he i mean he still had one um pinned inside the 15 but yeah that it, was pretty much it it'll, the special teams as a whole it'll be interesting going forward they've Ooh. struggled we uh the first uh, we've been begging and pleading for a kick <laughs> yeah. return past the 25 the very first kick return of the game granted it was kicked the to the 11 yard line got to the 26 yeah i was i was looking too because i was we like I, I can't tell if you it was like a ball length past the 25 i feel like yeah. it, it wasn't that much but yeah it's it's been it's been a good year good year i mean shit halfway through right now it's uh things could be much worse i think i mean i was thinking about it today seven and one i never would have guessed we'd be We'd have that record. Yeah. Speaking of good year, uh, we now have a special. We have a, a partnership Tired. with we AutoZone. Have a tire. Yeah. Um, you buy three, you get the fourth one free. Um, now going through the end of November, uh, use promo code Poor Man. Promo code in person when you're at when you're at the front desk. Say, oh, and my promo code is Poor Man. That's all you have to do, and then, yeah, the deal that Kyle just said will go through. I3, get the fourth one free. But with that, we'll have another commercial break. Are you tired of this happening to you? Wow, I'm having so much fun at this tailgate for a game of American football in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I only have enough hands for two beers. I could be having more fun if I had more beer in my hands. Well, what if I told you there was another way? Whoa, where did you come from? That isn't important. What if I had a way to solve this urge you have for at least a few minutes? Yeah, that sounds great, but there's no way! Well, now there is. Whoa! That looks great, but what is it? Oh, you've never had a little handy? A little handy? Yeah, you know, a little extra something to get you through the tailgate. I mean, I guess, but you want to do this right here? Of course! You can have a little handy wherever you want. Little handy is a small detachable arm that attaches anywhere on your body. The little handy can hold any can effortlessly with no help from your user. You no longer have to sit and wish your double fister could be a triple fister. Wow, this is great. It just feels right. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm never going to another tailgate without getting a little handy first. Thanks! Visit littlehandy.com to get your little handy today. And I want you all to know that we are fighting the fake news. It's fake, phony, fake. All right, and we're back with take news for the week. Uh, no sound clip. I there wasn't anything that really hopped out for us this week, and we're not going to have a make a pro football talk headline. We kind of beat that one into the ground the last few weeks. But I will read this tweet to you, Kyle. I think we can have a civilized discussion afterwards. Doubt it. Benjamin Albright tweeted: Kitchens was the wrong hire. McCarthy was the right hire. <laughs> Whoa! Now, I bring this up for a few reasons. It's very odd um, watching football or just being a fan of the NFL while being on Twitter is very, very strange at times. This time last year, McCarthy was an absolute joke, punchline. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It was just, it. you know, he doesn't know how to use Aaron yep. Aaron Jones. He doesn't know how to run an Aaron offense. Rogers. Wasting his prime. Well, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and now, with the Browns struggling as much as they have, Everyone's just clamoring for Mike McCarthy to be a head coach again, which that's Hilarious. fine. But the the thing that stuck out for me on this is, like I kind of just talked about just there, 
a lot of these people who are saying Mike McCarthy should be a head coach were the ones making fun of him and giving him shit all of last year, which is yes. was just so fucking. He is, you know, for how lazy he probably got towards the end, and he was stale. less invested. Yes. Stale. He was a great and is a great NFL coach, but he was getting so much shit. This tweet from Albright. You know, I read that and I'm like, you can't, I hate tweets like that that are short and matter of fact, like, this is a fact. Yes. I'm so smart. Yes. This is a fact. This guy's been covering the NFL since 2014. I searched his name and I searched McCarthy. This was the only tweet that popped up. There is a 0.00% chance He's, this guy's been covering the NFL oh, yeah. for that long and hasn't mentioned McCarthy at all. He had to have had shit-talking McCarthy tweets from last year that he deleted before sending this tweet. Oh, that's and that grimy. is why I fucking hate Twitter. That's I, grimy. I could, be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, because I, I know who that, like, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't follow him or anything. I but don't either. He is, he's, like, I mean, he's not, like, popular on NFL Twitter, but, like, he's, yeah, he's got a following. He, he pops up there. He's there got, is a yeah. 0% chance he has never had the word McCarthy in one of his tweets. Zero exactly. percent Exactly. Especially at the end of last year when there was so much Well, shit and going, on. going off that take he had, another popular narrative among like the NFL world was that Cleveland was turning into Green Bay East mm-hmm. with the connection with John Dorsey, yeah. with uh, Elliot Wolf, right? Elliot, yep. I know yep. I fucked that up before. Nope. Um, well, those those two are the big and, ones. And as I mentioned before, James Camp in the offensive line coach, yep. and they also have uh, God, his I can't remember his name right now, but he's the he's the uh, secondary coaches Perry, Perry. I think it's I think it's Perry is the D backs coach for the Browns. Okay, so a lot of connections a there, for, and a, especially the Packers, especially coach. John Dorsey being the shot caller there, who mm-hmm. makes pretty much the final say, and Elliot Wolf, who I think is like the assistant GM. Yeah, something they, like that. They Alonzo know... Highsmith too is up there too. He's he was high up in our scouting department as well outside of the green bay packers you could you could say that front office knows mccarthy the the best and they yeah. had a perfect chance this offseason to right. make that hire and they didn't so it's just it's revisionist history to think that was the perfect hire right and i i agree completely and i was saying that last year and i think there was a disconnect between well obviously there was there was a disconnect between mccarthy and the front office even today uh aaron nagler uh, he, he showed that today was the trade deadline, and actually, I'll just play it right here. What's, what's the trade deadline like around here on yesterday? Today? What, what's the trade deadline like around here? A lot of conversation or just standard? No, is that what you guys? I thought it was next week. No? That's what it's like. <laughs> And it, it is That's funny. So it good. is funny to hear that. And I'm I'm a Mike I'm a Mike McCarthy guy. B I knew he, he was done last year. He and seeing what Lafleur has done this year, it's like shit. I guess we probably should have moved on sooner. And I'll God, I'll I'll say this right now. When I was 15 years old, I'd go to training camp. Uh, we went to training camp like five years in a row, where I knew most of the players by face. One one day after practice, we were getting ready to leave. It was me and actually uh, shout out Trent and uh, Noel Dog back back home in Superior. Oh yeah. And uh, my little brother, we were we'd wait and get autographs, you know, from the players. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was like 11 p.m., 11:30, maybe even midnight, and we're like, well, most of the players are gone, and McCarthy, the coach, always parks at a different end of Lambo. So we're like, well, let's go there for a couple minutes, see if he shows up, and we'll leave. We're sitting there for five minutes. A black SUV shows up, tinted windows. Car could have just kept going. Driver's side window rolls down. Mike McCarthy says, what's up, boys? Whoa. We're like, holy shit. Could not have been cooler. 
talked to him for like 10 minutes about training camp and everything, signed everything we needed, took pictures with us. Wow. Could not have been a cooler guy. And he could have just kept going. That was the biggest thing. He could have just kept going. We would have had no idea. Holy. So, so I, that's uh, always were, in the back of my head, one thing. You were 15, so that was, what, 26 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there are some excuses that can be made. You can even look at this year. Um, look at how many more pieces the defense has. And McCarthy just never was able to get, especially the back half of his of his career with the Packers, mm. Ted just wasn't giving him pieces. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, with that clip that we just showed, yeah, it's pretty funny, but at the same time, we hear... There's probably a little angst in that. Well, obviously, I, he he was sick of it. You know, he keeps he was getting blamed for everything. He had to fire the special teams coach a couple times, fire Dom Capers, uh-huh. whatever. But it was a disconnect in the front office, and Mark Murphy talked about it when the coaching process was going through after we canned Mike. But Matt LaFleur and Goody talk every day, it seems like. Every day, if not, they're meeting at least once a week. And they talk about that. They talk about their moves just Constant about every day. collaboration. And you see Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy did not have anything close to that. And that's what Mark Murphy was talking about with these silos, which yes. he kept referencing during the offseason, where there's, there's a disconnect. And that is one thing that I, you know, Mike had to go, but... He could have had it a little bit better. We, I actually, we, I remember we got into some pretty heated arguments about, about that. Cause you were a big, big Mike McCarthy guy. And, and yes, you agreed he should have been not, out, but you just disagreed with the way he went out. And yeah. I, big, McCar- same big Mike McCarthy guy. That's just, I guess, I guess in from sure, my perspective, yes. because I was like, I don't care how this dude goes out yep. he just and maybe, needs to and maybe go. you maybe the listeners won't care but mike mccarthy was our head coach for what 13 years i believe he won super us a bowl fucking winner. super bowl winner he was able to bring brett Favre back to the level he was playing at he was struggling he brought him back and not only that we don't know what aaron Rodgers is without mike mccarthy mm-hmm. as, as his head coach mm-hmm. we don't know what that you know butterfly effect is 13 years, He own, the only losing seasons he had was his uh, very first one, I think, or the first one with Rodgers, and then two at, at you know, the last two years. Yeah. Always consistently nice good. decade of success, And sure. this this is the only problem I had. He had to go. I don't even care about firing him after the Cardinals game. You fire him the next morning. They fired Mike McCarthy, this guy who has been a fixture at Lambeau, you know, for over a decade. You fire him. That night, so the players have to find out on Twitter that their coach is gone, which, sure, that's whatever. But now it's this awkward situation where Mike has to clean his shit out. He still wants to talk to the team again, and he he wasn't given just that. If you fire him the next morning, it's fine. It's easy. But that's what led to that awkward, like, I think the Friday after he got um, canned, he talked to the team for one last uh, time. Yeah, that was a little awkward. A little awkward. And how often does that happen? And that just shows you that Mark Murphy knew he made a mistake. Yeah. You know, but, I just... And my argument was that, I mean, there was still a small glimmer of playoff hope right. during that game. Yep. You cannot lose that game yes. with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback to, yes. the, to the team that is going to pick number one overall. So I was fine with how they went about it. <sighs> But I can see where you it's, were coming from. But the circumstances of the worst team in the NFL with just a historically bad offense scoring whatever, 20, 24 points, and our offense scoring like 17, I just I did not but care how it happened. But there's literally no benefit to firing him 12 hours earlier. You know, there's literally nothing. It, sure, are you pissed? Cool. Sleep it off. Fucking fire him tomorrow. Very, very dumb. 
But that's it. We'll wrap up Take News. All right, so it's been a few weeks, and to try to not be stale, we are going to introduce a new segment this week. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, so that should be self-explanatory. Uh, I'm going to ask Kyle a couple questions here about the Green Bay Packers. I'm oh, tr- okay. So- I'm, I'm trying to pick a couple questions that make you go, oh, fuck. When you get them wrong, mm. you know, so because yeah, I was worried it was going to be like some like 1940s geopolitical, no, no, like no Cold yeah, War no type questions, but it makes sense that they would be about the Packers. Yep. So like, what? I've only got four just, this I'm, week. I'm, we'll, like, we'll keep I'm we'll nervous. keep a record going. And you know, if 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 you get some of these wrong, the we might have to, to we that... might have to cut cut it just so that people can still respect you. Okay. Um. No, let it fly. <laughs> I'm I'm confident in my abilities, win or lose. All right, this still is, this is the first one. <clears throat> Who is the Packers' all-time sack leader? This is this is fun because there's there's two ways to do it. Clay Matthews. Yep. For the longest, I was the, for the did, well for the longest time it was KGB. I was gonna say Baja Biamila. Exactly, but other than that, people think Reggie White as well. But yeah, yeah I, and I, I was like, he wasn't here for long. Enough. Right, exactly. Okay, I was gonna say Kabir. Oh. Yeah, because it was Kabir for the longest time. That that was one of them where I'm like, fuck. oh yeah, it is Clay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. These these are the ones that are like, fuck. I don't know. Mm. That was an easy one. I Who was, was Aaron Rodgers' first NFL head coach? Is this this feels like a trick question? <laughs> it's got to be McCarthy. Mike Sherman. Damn it! I was. That was the his last year as head coach. Yes. It was the yep. first year as Ted Fuck. Thompson as GM. And um. Damn it. Yeah. So he was just the rookie. Didn't didn't do anything. Damn it. Yeah. See, that's one of those fun trick questions. All right, we'll cut this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who were this is fun? Who were punters between Tim Mastey and J.K. Scott? Oh Jesus. I mean, I don't even. Because I was going to say who. Uh, right. I was going to say Tim Massey before. It, it, it was one of those for me where I'm like. It, how, I, how many punters were there between those two? Just two. Okay. Um, Both of their first names start with J. Um, There's a JV J- and a JS. J- oh. oh, and that here here's the 10 second clock. Three. J- Three. <laughs> One, ja, ja. Justin Vogel. No, wouldn't wouldn't. Jake Shum. Oh damn it! That second one. But these these names, that's it, tough. It's like these are just uh, computer Shum. generated names in like The Sims <laughs> or something. Madden, yeah. Vogel. Like class of twenty twenty two. Yes. Imported class. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. All right. Last one for the week. That's it. And what am I? One for three. One for yeah. Yeah. Who was our kicker before Mason Crosby? Oh shit! Was it the only one that's coming to mind? Is Ryan Longwell? Nope. Fuck. Um. If you know, you know. I don't think I know. Dave Rayner. 
Dave Rayner, he, he was the precisely kick, zero bells. He was the kicker for I don't know if it was just one year, but it was a couple years. And Dave I still Rayner. I still remember because this I don't know if it was right after or after he got cut, but he was he was pissed off that they drafted Crosby because he's like, man, you know, I've really put myself in the part of the team and part of the community with all the you know like community outreach stuff I've done, and I'm surprised that they kicked you. It's like, dude, they're not gonna That's not. That's what he said. It was like, dude, they're not gonna not draft a kicker because you're you know at the like a good Salvation guy. Army. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm a an idiot this yeah. week. Yeah. Well, hey, that's good. That's good for the brand for the segment. Damn so it. one out of I'm three. A real, I'm a real poor man. One out of four. Or yeah, sorry, I'm cutting, I meant, I meant one cutting out of three. the one. We're cutting the one, so one out of three. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No one will. No one will hear that one. Mm-hmm. Damn it. All right, dumb Packer fan of the week. Uh, we only got a couple of them, yeah. and it's not really much for Packers this week. I didn't. We we always, won again. There's it's, always plenty of of content. Yeah, it's a little harder to search though after a win, but these were a couple tweets i i should just say like bad nfl fans mm. this one uh so cory banky from cheesehead tv he quote tweeted this one um after this guy replied to him talking about how good the packers are this guy tweeted cory saying chiefs three blown calls lions nine blown calls vikings six blown calls cowboys four blown calls bears two blown calls other teams combined six blown calls total of 30 blown calls i don't know who this guy is, it's James something. I don't even know if he's an NFL fan. I don't know if he's just a troll. Who is watching games and counting? Can you imagine of, of all things to tally? Imagine being that pathetic. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've never been pathetic in my life. Absolutely never. I mean, I don't even know what that means. But I've never gotten to counting blown calls. Like, imagine, like thinking, you know what, I'm going to take a, a notebook notepad. out. All right, that's it. Tally. Uh, that's you know There's what no that's tally. that's half a tally, yeah. <laughs> and then it'll be like you know a bad uh like offsides call or something. Okay, there's the other half mm, of the tally. Shouldn't have had that free play. Um, we so th- this god, is a fun. That is sad, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. We've been we've been sitting on this one for we've made aware of this Uh-oh. a week or two ago. This is a man from our hometown, I believe. I don't know this guy. I'm not gonna call him out by name. He tweeted uh, for so this was back this was back in early October. He said Rogers makes a sweet throw, whatever. He's just talking about the game. I don't even have to read that part. But the reply to himself afterwards is this: I came across some cheese head podcast today. You think that's us? It was us. Mm. They said he's back, like all the way back. He's still a hell of a QB, but he's not scary. I don't know if um, maybe Damn, it was so Rogers. We, we said it was. We said he was back before it was cool to say he was back. Yeah, this was like the second week of being back. Hell yeah! But si- the since then, I mean, he's maybe maybe this fan is the reason why Rogers literally has been so good. only gotten better because <laughs> it was that week, and then the next week we're like he might be in the MVP race, and now he is the favorite for the MVP. Mm. And the coup de gras this this week for Dump Packer Friend of the Week, we, I've been sitting back hoping for something to come from this account. And I don't know if I should reveal it, but I'm going to here today Uh-oh. on the podcast. NFL, the NFL Twitter account, that man, Aaron Rodgers, this throw, and there was the throw to Jamal Williams. There's a reply that says, I dare someone to call this man overrated. The guy's name is Jorge. Someone replies, overrated. <laughs> this man's name is Champs. But this is it. This is it right here. A guy replied to the overrated and said, you're stupid. This man, Ed Rogers. Oh! One of my favorite little pockets of Packers Twitter is Ed Rogers, the 
actual Twitter account of Aaron Rodgers' father, and it is a joy to just Dude. he he is like a dad that has a Twitter where it's it'll go weeks with nothing, and then it'll be some random thought about Trump, <laughs> something he hates with the football game, something he hates with the football game. And this it was nice this week to actually see him defend Rodgers. Usually he's bitching about what the offense is doing, but... This is a very, very important question. Did he use the correct form of your? Yes. Yes! Yes. No, I was surprised because there's been tweets in the past where he has not. Ooh. So, well, he did it when it, it matters most. Just like his son. Boom! Yes. Yes. And I, I think it's the the real account because, like, Rob Domofsky follows it. Luke Rogers follows oh, how, it. Oh, then that, that's for sure the real. It has to be. That's so great. I don't know if you guys want to dish him a follow, but it's, Please do. it's worth it for when it pops every, every, every once in a while. That's great. Good pull. But, uh, yep, that's it for Dumb Packer Fan of the Week. All right, predictions for the week. We are playing the formerly San Diego Chargers, now nice. L.A. Chargers in mm-hmm. L.A. So, you know, an, well, ex- an extra home game. I was going to say, if you watch that Sunday night game... Uh, Steelers at Chargers. They, it was a literal Steelers home game, and I think oh, that's Packers. Right, Packers not this base, week, the previous week. Yeah, yeah. I think the Packers fan base is a little well. Even the Rams travels a little. I mean, Steelers their their fan base yes. is no oh, joke. Yes. But I think the Packers is a little better and a little farther spread. The the Steelers and Packers are very, very comparable franchises overall with history, success, and and a fan base. Mm -hmm. But uh, but, the Rams game last year, too, there was a ton of Packer fans for that. Yep. And that Chargers stadium is fucking tiny. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's this little, like, half-ass stadium they have until the next one. But I feel optimistic about the game. But, I mean, the Vegas has me a little bit worried. Why is that? Well, because, yeah, well... It says, I saw that the opening line was minus three for Green Bay, but then this app says it opened at uh, minus four for the Packers, but now it's all the way down to three and a half. Yeah. And, and the Chargers just fired their old coordinator. Right. And usually, like, people are kind of taking a victory lap over that. Like, oh, yeah. But, like, usually my thing is, like, that. I feel like that would give the offense kind of a boost. Like, all right, we got this Absolutely. Well, you got to think that because the next guy who's taking over. Is hungry. And, yes. It, he's hungry. And this this is his interview. Mm-hmm. You know? So they're probably going to come out and uh, it, it, this look this the Chiefs game looked like a trap I game. I wasn't even worried. Now this, look kinda, this looks kind of like a trap game. But, uh, yeah, what, what I was getting into, too, so we've had predictions. We've only uh, predicted, like, four games this year. But uh, I figured we'd update you guys on, on that. I'm sure you care. Kyle is 3-1. and one. The only one that he got wrong was the Eagles game. I think he's picked them to win every week. And I will, yep. just for the record. I am 2-2. Two and two. A couple of weeks we didn't Ooh. have actual predictions at the end. I usually don't like doing predictions, but now we're so far deep. It's like, you well. picked the Cowboys. It, okay. Well, whatever. They were looking good. I was I was all in on yeah, the Kellen they Moore hype. The Dolphins yeah. and the Giants and the Redskins. And we'll throw this in too. Uh, I also calculated points off because we predict the score as well. Mm-hmm. I have I've been off a total of fifty eight points, which is eh. you are off a total of thirty six. So Ooh. you're leaving me there as well. And in fact, um, yeah, the the Lions game too. You. You were very, very close on a couple of these, mm. but yeah, back to the back to the Chargers game. I I don't know what it, it's kind of a similar team where they've got a well, they've got Philip Rivers who's been 
bleh. I don't know how much longer he's going to play. They got Keenan Allen outside, who's had a pretty good year. He's a little banged up, though. He's dealing with a hammy. He, he played last week, though. Okay. Which they got a good big win over the Bears. <laughs> yep. The Bears. Jeez, what a they're, mess. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely <laughs> terrible. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, Matt Nagy's a couple of is absolute... Matt Nagy is just asshole, beautiful to see. Asshole idiot. Yeah. Asshole idiot. We said it like. When he opened the season with that wildcat Mitch Trubisky shit, it's like, fuck you. That should have been a sign of things to come, and it sure was. And it was, yeah. But, yeah, it, Melvin Gordon and Eckler, they've been, it looks Eckler like. Eckler has played really well, and it seems like ever since Gordon got back, they have just been force-feeding him. Yeah, and. yeah, Emphasis and, on force. like it. Gordon has, imp- he did improve last week, too. I know he had a decent touchdown run. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention this earlier. Eckler, I believe, is the number one pro football uh, focus Pass catching running back. Wow. The Packers, uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams are both in the top five. Well, yeah, Eckler had a game a couple weeks ago where he got 15 catches. I know he was on pace for like 1,300 yards receiving at the beginning Jesus. of the year before Melvin Gordon came back. But I don't know what else you feel about for this game. It's, I think I, I'm not even sure. He's banged up too. Yeah. Um, they're still missing Derwin, I believe. They just, to me, when I think of the Chargers, I think of like a slow team. Like they're just always met. They're almost like the Lions of the AFC without the, you know, the terrible, terrible history that the Lions actually yeah. have. I just think, when I think Chargers, I think Phillip Rivers down one possession, minute 14 to go, no timeouts, and he's got to go the length of the field. And it's I a mean, three and out. That, <laughs> well, no. He'll, he'll, he'll make it. He'll, he'll suck I in. I don't know, man. But then he'll throw a pick or, yeah, take a sack. And I've always liked Rivers, but it looks like he's this is the end of the line for him. Yeah, Mother so. Nature is catching up. Yeah, so I don't know. You know what? How about we'll switch it up? You predict the score first this week. Okay. Um... Yeah, like I said, I was not worried about this game until you got me worried. I'm going to go 31. Jesus. 20. Good guys. <laughs> okay. 31 20. Okay. I put thought into it. I yeah, want to apologize. A little, for a that. little tooth. Really tough to come up with numbers there. God, to get your. Anyways. Um, There's a reason I'm 3 and 1. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Two and two. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I still feel like this could be a scary game. I'm going to go with. 31-17 Packers. Yes, you and you said the score right. Yeah, I know. I I really hope I don't fuck it up again. Uh, (laughs) But with that, we can wrap up the episode. Um, If you don't follow us on Twitter, I don't think I've thrown this out there, pmppod at twitter.com. Hey-o. Uh, we do have a Gmail too. It's PMP Podcast at Gmail. I don't know why you'd want to email us. Oh, in the in the future, we do have a get a giveaway lined up. It'll be completely Ooh. free. All you'll have to do is contact me, and you will receive something very cool, very exclusive, very exclusive. We have some other things lined up in the future as well. But yeah, if you could follow us on Twitter, that'd be cool. Mm. Also, I know I harp on it every week. If you could give us a five star rating. And a review, possibly, as well. That's what really helps us more than anything. No, how about this? Don't. Don't leave a review. Okay, yeah. Don't give us five stars. Yes. Just ignore this. Please do not give us any positive feedback. You know what? Give us only negative feedback. Oh, no. DM but not, us. not on. Not but DM on. us. Don't put it publicly. Just tell us what we suck yes, at, and we'll you. try to improve on it. We will it. accept that. Uh, privately, DM us with your concerns publicly five-star ratings mm. there we go that's what that's what we'll roll with mm-hmm. but other than that i don't have anything else i'm gonna assume you don't either nope kanye west please don't sue us go back go 
Life like this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. People really know you push your buttons like type right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the grandma and I don't even like likes. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ like. I was screaming at the referee, just like Mike. Looking for a bright light. Seek what your life like. Riding on a white bike, feeling like a sight bike. Pressing on the gas, sipping over for a night like. Screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ like. But nobody never tell you when you're being like Christ Only ever seeing me, only when they need me Like if Tyler Perry made a movie for BT Searching for a deity, now you wanna see it free Now you wanna see it free, let you see it through your piece Tell me what your life like, turn it down a bright light Driving with my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like I'm just trying to find, I've been looking for a new way I'm just really trying not to really do the fool way I don't have a cool way, being on my best though Lock up on a text though, nothing else next though Not enough Another word, let a picture or a desmo. Wrestling with God, I don't really wanna rest. So man, it's really lifelike. Everything in my life, arguing with my dad, and he said it ain't Christ-like. Man.